guys, this is Doug. Thanks for listening to What's the Hazard. I'd like to thank my sponsors, PML Construction, SRP Environmental, CCS Group, Make You Safe Wearable Technology, and the Nebraska Department of Labor On-Site Consultation Group. Check out the episode notes and find their websites or contact information. Check them out and give them a call if they can help you out. Thank you for your support, guys. I sincerely appreciate it. Now on with the episode. I'm here with my friend, Brenda Schroeder. Uh, she is here representing ASSP. Don't look at your notes. <laughs> <laughs> Just say whatever comes to mind. She is with the local chapter, the Great Plains chapter of the ASSP, and is also the safety manager at a local manufacturing company here in Omaha. May I mention the names? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kloss. Uh, we're going to talk about Kloss, a large, really cool plant. Yeah. Um, uh, I've been there a number of times. I enjoy it very much. So. Uh, before we get started, I just want to say I hope everyone had a nice 4th of, 4th of July uh, holiday weekend. It was a long weekend for many of us, I think. Uh, did you guys have Monday off or did you work uh, on Monday? No, uh, we worked. Uh, we didn't have any production working, but the office was still open. So okay. I was in there. So you went in on Monday? <laughs> yeah, okay, that's all there. right. I mean, I have to admit <laughs> to having worked over the weekend from time to time. But hopefully you had a nice opportunity to spend time with family and friends and uh celebrate independence day in whatever fashion you choose i have to admit i am not a huge fan of the fireworks Ugh. um i don't love the fireworks well and then they were going off what wednesday night too i'm like oh my lord i just want to sleep Some i know we had a, there was a guy shooting some <laughs> off in our neighborhood last night and yeah. uh oh my god it's interesting because um as a safety person, fireworks really make me uncomfortable. Yeah. And I can remember, you know, we, we blew stuff up when I was a kid. We, you yeah. know, we did that. But since I've done this work, it just really makes me, it seems like it's very uncontrolled. Yes. You know, and yes. um, I don't like things that don't have controls or yep. recoverability, those kind of things. So, uh, and it's interesting. I have a brother-in-law who's an ophthalmologist hmm. out in California, Mike. Okay. And now I have a new friend who's a paramedic here in Omaha, Dustin. Okay. And so we compare notes on, you know, <laughs> yeah. fireworks, horror stories. Being an ophthalmologist on call over the 4th of July just must be horrible. You oh, know? my gosh. So, yeah. So everything bad that happens over the 4th of July uh, certainly, you know, bothers me. So hopefully everything went well. Nobody had any problems. Yeah. And no. uh, we're back to our routine. So <laughs> I know. I'm like, last night was probably the most quiet night we've had in hmm, a week. And it's like, oh, thank the Lord. I know. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah. You really don't sleep very well. Uh, My dogs no. go crazy yep. when they're blowing stuff up. So, anyway, so much for that. Now, pet peeves, it is, uh, and we talked about this just briefly. It's raining here in Omaha. If, if you look at the national weather map, there are storms all over the Midwest. Uh, we've had a lot of thunderstorms of late, yes. and uh, I don't mean to minimize, you know, the significance of these storms and flooding and all of the horrible things that go with it, but I love the rain. I sleep really well in the rain. Me I, too. <laughs> you know, I love that. I'm driving into the studio this morning, and it just drives me crazy that people don't turn their lights on. You know, this this really bothers me. This, again... I guess having done safety now for 40 years has ruined me as a, yes. you know, <laughs> as a participant in civil society. So um, please turn your headlights and taillights on if you're driving in the rain. I mean, if you're driving a gray car on a gray day, on a gray road, I can't see you. That drives me crazy. Is it anybody else, Cam? Oh, yeah. 
Thank you, Brenda. <laughs> I, I yes. just, these are things that we can all do that just make life a little simpler. So just keep that in mind. Um, and I've got another rant, but I'll save that for another time. Oh, so, <laughs> But I would like to talk to you about, so ASSP, the Great Plains chapter of yes. ASSP has yes. been sponsoring these episodes and yes. they've been kind enough to send people from the group to talk about ASSP. Yes, I get the dual role today. You get the dual role and then you get to be the, the talent. Speaker. You get yes. the talent and the guest. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Great Plains ASSP, American Society of Safety Professionals. Yes. Um, so we're a group here locally. Um, we meet usually once a month. Um, we have groups, uh, speakers that will come in. Um, sometimes we've done them in person. Sometimes we do them virtually. Usually we like to do a combo of both. Mm -hmm. Is it all uh, safety people? Yep, Primarily it's all safety, all safety people, people yep, environmental yep. people. And maybe. from all over, you know, the industry, from consultants to people like myself who are, you know, active in the field to some people that are retired, but still involved in the group. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just great. You get to meet a lot of different people in different industries. Um, our current president, Calvin, I didn't realize he works down the road for me. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, shoot. He's MMC, I <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah, yep, MMC. So, yeah. Um, and so you just get to meet a lot of people in your, your you know, your profession, bounce ideas, use them mm -hmm. as resources. Um, and then also being a part of this group, you know, we are partnering with REMS on trying to sponsor a golf outing in September. Oh, nice. What's REMS? Do you know what um, REMS is? It's, uh, I don't mean to put you no, on the spot, but I, it's like, it's another risk, group. Yeah. It's like a, it's like risk management and insurance, mm. that group. Oh, it's the insurance people. Yes. yes. Ooh, you're going <laughs> to associate with the insurance people. Yes. The people that were like, no, don't come in here, but Hey, we want to sponsor <laughs> right, an outing right. with you, but no, nice. it'll be great. That sounds good. Um, and, uh, you know, it just, the networking part of it's been really great. You yeah. know, they have a lot of great educational opportunities. They do a great job. Yeah. They have a great website. I've always appreciated that. They have a really great job listing yeah. site on the website. Yep. And I think, yeah, we, as we've talked about before, I mean, the networking opportunities are really mm -hmm. priceless. Yes. You know, you meet a lot of people that know a lot of things and have been doing this for a long time yes. or. So that's cool. How long have you been a member of the ASSP? Um, I've probably been a member for five years, four or five years, um, but really just started getting active maybe two years oh, ago. Yeah, they um, um, are two former presidents ago. Jim Nelson had sent out an email about a, a professional development opportunity. And I think they were partnering with the Hawkeye chapter in Iowa and it was in Des Moines. And I thought, you know, I just want to go get in. Mm -hmm. see what it's about. You know, I, I'm part of a group that I don't really do anything with. Mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, the monthly meetings, I never really went to them. Um, and I went to that and I thought, you know, I just want to get involved. Like I sat in a room with a ton of safety professionals and I thought I'm just going to get involved. So I kind of reached out and originally, um, got on the board as more of the awards and honors person. Um, and then this year it took over the treasury role. So this is my oh, first nice. month as the treasurer. You're running the money. <laughs> no, I'm like, Oh, oh man, this is awesome. Good sure for you. You know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, that's but, fantastic. No. I, you know, I have participated from time to time. And of yeah. course, Doris will tell you that I'm not currently a member. <laughs> she tells me that every week, but that's not for having lacked trying i just right. couldn't navigate the website very well but right. that that's a personal issue <laughs> as much as anything yeah. i put in my um my uh, college name and it crashed the system apparently it's not really an accredited <laughs> university i've been uh, misrepresenting myself yes. for a long time it seems but um i do think it's a great group I, some of the programs that they put together are yes. really outstanding i mean it's not uh, these are 
They bring in some great speakers, really interesting information. So I am all in favor of participation. I think it's yes. a great, great opportunity. And um, they do some tours. Yep. So uh, occasionally. This, yep. So this last month, um, I actually hosted our June meeting. Uh, we did a tour at my facility, Kloss. Um had everybody in, we did some lunch, you know, you got to feed everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And then we just did kind of a little brief history on who Klaus is, because not a lot of people know. I mean, mm -hmm. I'll be honest, you know, I started there October of last year. And when I got reached out to, I'm like, who? They do what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so I had to do my right, own research. Right. So I thought, you know, before we bring people out here, let's just kind of spread the word so people know, you know, what we do and who we are. And I think people see the building a lot, but they don't always mm -hmm. understand what it is. It's a beautiful so. plant. Oh, well, thank you. And, a, and a really a fantastic tour. Yes. I've been on the tour a number of times yes. and I think it's really interesting. So I, I and I love tours. I think yes. one thing that um, I wish for most safety people is the opportunity to see other plants yes. and see how people do things. I had that luxury with OSHA. Just got to go to a lot of different places, and I think there's a lot of value in that. See how people um, consider and evaluate hazards yep. maybe differently than you do in your location. Now, you've worked for a couple of different companies now, so yep. where, where, how did you get into safety, and how did that journey uh, start? So, originally, I... Um, when I got out of high school, I was like, you know, I want to travel the world. I want to do all this stuff. All I made it to was Minneapolis. <laughs> so I didn't get very far. Um, Further than yeah, me. Yeah, I know. Um, so lived there for a while. Um, just kind of worked some part-time jobs. Was trying to go to school. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I, you know, originally wanted to do one thing. I'd take a couple classes. I'm like, no, this is not it. Um, so took some time off and actually went and started working for a food service company. Um, they actually made coffee. Mm. Um, and I was just more like an admin assistant type thing. And it was a smaller building. So there were, you know, six of us in the office. And so we got to change our hats very often. Nice, <laughs> so nice. I wasn't just an admin assistant. Um, and one of the guys, I think it was my boss actually at the time approached me and was like, you know, Hey, um, we need some help with some of this. Would you be interested? And I'm like, well, what is this safety thing? What do I have to do? What are right. you talking about? Right. Um, and so I worked really closely with one of the corporate guys there. Um, and he would probably honestly be my mentor and kind of the reason I got into mm. safety in general, but, Very good. um, you know, he kind of taught me and got me going. And then, um, about four years into that job, they decided to sell that part of the business, um, some of the locations got sold, but then our location was getting shut down. So I was kind of at this crossroads mm -hmm. where I was like, I went back to school. I was going to school. I was doing like running an office and doing the safety stuff. And I was like, what way do I want to go? Mm -hmm. You know, I can go this way or I can go that way. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, people, you're always going to need safety people. I mean, you just are. You're, it I seems mean, like it. Otherwise, you know, it just mm -hmm. gets lost by the wayside. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, or I can go run offices and I thought mm, safety interests me more and mm -hmm. it, I feel like it just provided me more opportunities. So um, I left there and actually went and worked for a technology company. They made 3D printers. They still do. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't think, I don't know if they make them in the U.S. anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and then worked there for about two and a half years doing their safety and then also running their um, 
like office services. So copier maintenance and all of Mm -hmm. that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then about that time, I'd kind of gone through some life changes and I thought, ready to move back closer to home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you Is know this, it's a four and four you're and a half from nebraska hour originally or? yep yep so i'm up originally from up by sioux city okay um and so i thought you know i'm just ready to move closer to home so kind of moved back and thought what do i want to do and then i got the job with logier i was there for eight and a half years and mm. then and that was a safety position yep. specifically? Yep. yep. That one was a safety position specifically. Okay. So it was the first time I'd actually only ever done safety. Usually right. I did a couple things. And right. So Some you, collateral yep. stuff. Yep. So. So you were working for our friend Carrie Sheffer? Yes, I was. Okay. <laughs> and I guess we won't comment beyond that, but I love Carrie and he's uh, yep. nope, been doing he's it a great. long time, a he very is. knowledgeable safety yep. guy. So you had a, a good... Uh, source of information yes. there, a good uh, leader. And I, yep. And I, when I went there, I thought, oh yeah, I've got this. And then I got immersed into Logier and I was like, wow, I have a lot to learn. Right. I also think I grew a lot there. I was very, probably very timid when I went in, mm-hmm. like, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but, um, I definitely grew a lot there, learned a lot. Um, got to apply a lot of the stuff that I had known about or learned about. I was like, Oh, so this is how we really do it. <laughs> you know? Okay, yeah. So, and that's, that's yeah. for people who don't know Lozier, that's a heavy industry. I mm-hmm. mean, metal fabrication, yep. manufacturing. So it's a I've slightly always, different world than yep. what you had experienced prior yeah. to that. Yeah. Cause before, I mean, you know, the 3d printing stuff was more just assembly. So think of like car manufacturer lines, just on mm-hmm. a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. And, you know, food is definitely different because you also have the FDA stuff yeah. you have to worry about and food safety. And I mean, right, mm-hmm. 100% righteously so. So it was just definitely different. You know, mm-hmm. using cranes, I'd never been around cranes before. Right. High volume paint lines, you're like static coat painting. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Mm-hmm. So it was definitely interesting. And honestly, I think that's really where I grew the most. Yeah, I'll bet. In my whole career. And in, so. in a situation like that, you get such a broad exposure, as you mm-hmm. just said. I mean, you get to see, you know, most people don't see paint lines or anything involved with that. Uh, metal fabrication, where you're actually cutting, stamping, bending, mm-hmm. uh, tool, all those types of things. And then the assembly part. And um, so there's a lot going on down yes. there. We just toured Lozier not too long ago yep. with a different group. And that's a fascinating plant as well. So I saw that tour and I thought I probably won't get very far. (laughs) I might need to stay out of that one. I might not make it past the door because there's a lot of people still that I'll see there every now and then. um, And they're waving at me. They're like, oh, how are you doing? Yeah, of course. Um, Eight years is a pretty good run at one time. I mean, you probably know a lot of people and also know some of their secrets. And Carrie would probably be like, come on, Brenda, let's let's not not stay stay too long in any one place. Exactly. That's cool. And so then you're now with Kloss yep. and you are the safety manager now. Yes. So so let's talk a little bit about that evolution. You said you were going to school. Did you did you take some classes in safety and health management or, or um, what did you do in that nope. respect? So for college wise, I went I I was kind of torn. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And I thought, you know, business administration, business management is mm-hmm. pretty, you know, easy road. It kind of leaves some doors open along the way. Um, and I always thought, you know, if I go back and do a master's, I would do a safety or environmental Mm -hmm. more focused master's degree. And then 
Um, so I graduated and then I got going at Logier and was just kind of developing professionally. And so mm -hmm. I never really, you know, it was just kind of one of those, okay, I'll go back, I'll go back, I'll go back. Um, and then I did some more research and kind of investigating and I thought, you know, I need to go, I want to get some certifications. So, mm -hmm. and it seemed like, you know, it was kind of one or you know, one never outweighed the other. It was just, mm -hmm. you know, it'd be a, hard to do both yeah. at so, the same time. Exactly. So, yeah. So I thought, you know, I'm going to work on that. And then by that time, hopefully <laughs> I should have mm -hmm. my mind made up. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I got my ASP and then I'm working on my CSP. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So nice. Um, I just have to go finish filling out that darn application. <laughs> There's a lot of paper. Oh, yes. And it's like, you have to have Always. all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Yeah. Um, but no, that's, that's my good. ultimate goal. And then good go for back. You. Yeah. And so I would think, though, that a business management degree, that experience would be useful because. Yes. I mean, safety and health program management is still management, right? Yes, I mean, exactly. so a lot of those skills I think would be useful. Yep. And I mean, you're dealing with people and I think, you know, if anything, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you can't communicate with people, if you can't get on their level, if you can't motivate them to do what you want to do, then mm -hmm. you're not going to be very successful because... Right. I mean, I can give you this sheet of paper and say, hey, here's all the rules you have to follow. But if I can't get you to understand why, mm -hmm. that's a good then point. people typically won't want to do it. Yeah. And so now you've been with Kloss for maybe a year and a half or something? Nope. Or nope. Just not eight quite a months. Year yet. No, eight I'm months. like the baby of the office. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. the newest one there. You're coming up on your yes, year in October. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. Very good. And so interestingly, I... I wanted to ask, and I, I I don't know how to ask this without just coming, you know, I mean, but mm -hmm. is it difficult to be a woman in a manufacturing setting or is that kind of a thing of the past? Um, No, I don't think it's a thing of the past. I definitely think it's a lot easier now than it has been. I think you definitely see a lot more women in the manufacturing environment than you have, but I still think people carry those biases of, oh, you're a woman, you don't know. So sometimes mm -hmm. you just have to work a little harder to prove yourself or speak up a little louder because you don't want to be talked over mm -hmm. or whatever. But I mean, our operations manager is a woman. We have one of our, um, well, you've dealt with Joanne. She, sure. You know, absolutely. She's, she's in. I don't get the impression anybody like runs over her. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she runs over you. Absolutely. No, but she's great. Um, and, um, you know, we have a couple quality engineers that are women. I mean, you just, you're starting to see a, women in manufacturing mm -hmm. more and more. That's I mean, terrific. Even at Logier, the distribution center manager was a woman. Good. And, you know, so we're definitely in roles that we haven't been before. Um, you know, even with ASSP, I mean, Doris. Yeah. You know, and we have a lot of women involved in that. Fantastic. So I think that there's a lot more. Um, and I know that, you know, there's a lot more work to do, but I don't. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I, I know a number of well, this is going to sound horrible, but I know a number <laughs> of incredibly skilled and talented female safety professionals, right. environmental professionals. I right. mean, that even sounds bad to to, mm -hmm. to break people out in groups like that. But, you know, some of the most impressive managers that I ever worked for were women. And I appreciate yeah. the fact that it's perhaps not as challenging as it yeah. used to be. I do remember, and we, we spoke about this just briefly before we started, but when I came into OSHA in the mid-90s, I came in with two young women. I'd, I'd been in the field for probably 10 years prior to okay. starting with OSHA. I think they were both relatively new to the field, and there were still some challenges 
when you would go onto a construction site, when a young woman would go onto a construction mm-hmm. site, for example, or used to, and maybe that was just a paternal instinct. They were like daughters almost, but when they would drive out into Western Nebraska, where you know it's not quite as evolved perhaps right. as right. <laughs> here in the East, where we have civilization, right? Um, that always worried me a little bit. You know, just how they would be received, how they'd be treated, and things. So, yeah. it's good to know that that we have maybe made some progress. Yeah, yeah. That's and I great. guess I could see how that would be an issue. Uh, Used to scare me. We. Uh, I've been working on a project where we've been going out to all of our retail outlets here in Nebraska. So we were just recently, uh, Mike and I were out Mm -hmm. in Ogallala and it's just, I was telling him when we were in the car, I'm like, you know, sometimes you take for granted the life of the city. Cause I mean, you know, we're driving from North Platte to Ogallala and you're hearing like the evening farm report and (laughs) on the radio. And I'm like, you just don't hear this stuff anymore. And not, not here on the east side. No, it's just like a whole different world. And it's like, are we even in the same state anymore? It is interesting. And I can remember even as a, as an OSHA person myself, when I would drive into Bankelman or Kilgore or some little town, (laughs) first of all, it always terrified me that they knew I was there. (laughs) The minute that an outsider is in the community, word goes through the network and everybody knows. So I would arrive at my destination and they'd say we've been expecting you i'm like oh, that, you know what the hell you <laughs> How know? Did you know those government plates on that car maybe and they did not really love the government there yeah. was a, i mean nor do i i mean now that we're on that subject but um, it was interesting how you would be received out in a more rural community yes. they just did not like yes. outsiders or you know interlopers exactly. whatever you call it so it's interesting exactly. so talk about class a little bit tell, tell everybody about your facility, your company, what you can. Um, So Kloss is a German-based company. Uh, We are in the, we make agricultural equipment. Um, So the plant here in Omaha makes um, combines. Uh, We make the Lexion combine, which is the largest combine that Kloss builds Um, in our Headquarters is in Harsfinkel, Germany. Um, They also make combines there as well, but they make more smaller version of what we make. Um, So we've been here. Is that because the European fields are smaller? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I don't know a lot about that, unfortunately. Yeah, I've never been there. I keep getting told. Yeah, I keep getting told I'll get to go. And I'm like, okay, I'm excited. But um... and so you assemble. This is a (laughs) huge assembly process. Yeah, you're not really forging anything. You don't have any heat. You're not melting anything. Um, No, we are slowly starting to get. So right now we're more full assembly type facility. Um, We get a lot of our parts um, from overseas, but then a lot of our parts have where we can and where it makes sense then to source them more locally. Oh, good. Um, But uh, more full assembly right now, we are looking at kind of pockets of things where we can do more of the fabrication side. So we're going to get like a tube bending and do some tube bending forming. Yeah. So, um, kind of start to move away from just the assembly, which Mm -hmm. I think will be a challenge because that's what that group has been used to. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, a lot of my background is more of the um, manufacturing side of it where you're actually making the stuff to put. Um, And so I just, you know, I think that'll be a challenge. It'll be a mindset change. You know, things Mm -hmm. aren't just going to be so simple anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we'll have to have a more, you know, robust lockout tag out process because I mean, really in an assembly line, your garage doors, your cranes, well, you're not going to have employees working on that. I mean, Mm -hmm. 
most of the maintenance is going to be either contracted or with a single person or two. So it'll just definitely be different, which may be a challenge. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I like that though. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean, I think those are all that that's interesting stuff. I think those are great processes. It'd be nice to have those things on site. It would, you might have to expand a little bit, you know, the building is, uh, pretty full right yeah, now yeah yeah as is every building <laughs> exactly and the process is really interesting because assembly on a such a large scale yep. and when we were walking through your facility not too long ago we talked about this there are different stations that and at each station they have yep. specific functions that yep. they complete within a certain time frame because then this enormous combine moves down the line yep. to the next station and so any bottleneck stops everything so it really is an an amazingly synchronized system yes Yes. i I think that's cool yes and um yep so one you know one line feeds into the other um and so if you know this group is behind then the next group's not getting their stuff and you have people standing around and um you know i think kind of the biggest challenge that we've had is more supply chain issues um just, you know, you get a part in, maybe it's not to the quality you want, but now your next stuff's not coming in for two or three more weeks. So how do we work through this? How do we work around it? Um, you know, a lot of what I've seen, especially the last couple months is more just working outside of normal procedures, you know, so, you know, these things are designed to be assembled in a certain order. So Mm -hmm. that way you're always working from outwards and not trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, have something in the way of what you're trying to work behind it. Now you're having to work out of order and it's like, okay, how do we do this safely? You know, we can't just take 20 things off to put this one thing on to put the 20 things on. So how do we, how do we do it? Interesting. Um, Yeah. Wow. That is a real, that's Mm -hmm. an interesting challenge. I'll bet a lot of people are confronted with that too. Yeah. That same thing based on the supply chain challenges doing something out of sequence yes and it, it's like an, any non-routine task it could be fraught with peril so exactly, that's a, exactly. that's an interesting challenge yes. you know and you have to challenge yourself and okay you know how do we do this safely you have to kind of step back and say what is you know it may not be the fastest it may not be the most efficient but mm-hmm. you know if we have to do 20 of these things how are we going to do it safely because mm-hmm. by the 20th one we need to make sure that person can go back to right Right. And so you've been there approximately eight months, give Mm -hmm. or take somewhere Mm -hmm. in that range. And so, um, what, what kind of things are you personally working? What what are you trying to do there? I mean, there's, there's been a safety program Mm -hmm. at class, obviously prior to you coming. And so, and then stepping into someone else's safety program can be challenging. Oh yeah. You know, (laughs) that can be difficult and learning, learning how things are done, but what, what kind of things are you working um, so on? we are, um, I know we just had you come through, do a walk through an assessment. Um, you know, I think I've really challenged these guys. I think we do what we do well, but how do we get better? Mm-hmm. You know, yes, the law says you have to do it this way, but sometimes you just have to get better because it's better for the employees. Um, and so, you know, what are those things? How do we challenge ourselves? How do we think outside the box? That's kind of my biggest mm-hmm. one is, um, you know, some of that, um, I'm trying to think of the word, mm-hmm. not like critical thinking, mm-hmm. but um, problem solving yeah, or something yeah, yeah, to yeah. some degree, maybe. But just kind of taking the barriers off and, you know, just, okay, how do we come up with a solution yeah. to the problem? Because that's what it seems like more of the challenges is like, this is so unique to our industry. Mm-hmm. And you just don't have, I mean, 
you know, yeah, we have John Deere and stuff, but you could just can't call them up and say, Hey, by the <laughs> right, way, this right. is how we do it. How do you do it? Right. And so there's just not as much information out there. And mm-hmm. so it's, how do you work through that? And how mm-hmm. do you, you know, how do you find a solution to the problem? And sometimes things aren't designed for the assembly process more for the customer. And so mm-hmm. this is what we want it to look like, but it's not always easy to assemble. That's so, interesting. Yeah. I would assume, yeah, that's, that's interesting comment about not being able to just call up your competitors right. and ask them how they do something. But within an organization like ASSP or any of these right. professional networking organizations, there's someone dealing with that same concept. It yes. may not be in the same industry but the concepts are very similar and the things that we're trying to accomplish just like that you know we want to be efficient we want to Mm -hmm. make a quality product but we also want to do it as safely as possible so how people integrate these things is interesting yes and i think that's you know that's one of the things like i just don't think you can get is that networking availability being able to reach out and say hey i know this is a problem we're having it may not be the same Mm -hmm. thing you do but have you seen it Mm mm-hmm um, and how have you guys worked around something similar? Because, yeah. you know, some of ours is just sheer size of the stuff and your ability to access it. And mm-hmm. you have to be on the inside to screw in a bolt that, you know, the farmer would use from the outside. But because we're assembling it, it has to be different. And mm-hmm. so you just. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. And, and the application of field uh, maintenance and technology, mm-hmm. yeah. too, because you assemble in the plant Mm -hmm. and then they go to dealers or distributors or they go directly to the buyer. Yep. Yep. So think of it just like you buy your car. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes you can order it, you know, you order it from your dealer's ship and then they send it directly to that dealership and it's already sold to you and you pick it up, you know, and other times the dealerships are like, Hey, we think we can sell 10 of these a year. So you send them 10 and Mm -hmm. they sit out there and that's how they buy them. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think, the manufacturing, while it has its challenges, is probably to, in my mind, and maybe it's just because it's where most of my experience has been, is easier because it's mm-hmm. more controlled. You know, mm-hmm. you yeah. have, you know, Bob, more Harry, and Sally, certainly. yeah, doing the same tasks every day. And yes, every now and then you get hit with something out of the ordinary, but for the most part, they do the same thing. You know, you get into the service and the maintenance and, and that, and now you're placing them in an, in an environment that going to be different every time. I mean, mm-hmm. you can be in the middle of a field. Right. Yeah. You, you have, can't just bring yeah. your combine <laughs> no. back into the... If it's broke down, you got to go right. work on it where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't have the resources available, the tools available. Um, you know, you just have what's in your truck and that's what you get unless mm-hmm. the farmer has something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also, you know, have that farmer mentality there. Of, I need this fixed now so I can get back mm-hmm. on, in the field. And so... That's really interesting. Yeah. That's a really... That's a challenge. Yeah. And I know you're working on that right now. We'd spoken about that, but you and Mikey are going around mm-hmm. to the dealerships and. Yep. How do we put. How processes? do you support them yeah. as the corporate safety person too? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's tough, man. That's that lone worker challenge. You know, the person out in the field that, you know, they have to be so adaptive because yes. everything is different. And we, we, te- we give them a bunch of rules and policies <laughs> right. and requirements and right. all of these OSHA things. And then we send them out into an ever-changing environment yes. and say, figure it out. Yes. And uh, that's asking a lot. Yeah. So no, one. we're, we are, my, my goal, you know, we want to get them up to, you know, plant standards and then, but also work with them to say, Hey, this is what we're trying to accomplish. Like walk us through what your day looks like. How would we safely do this? Mm -hmm. You know, yes, there may be some things we have to change. 
I mean, you're going to have change no matter what, but how do, you know, I want to work with them and not just give them and say, Hey, here's what you have to do right, because right. they may not be able to do it that. It just doesn't that. work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we've been going out there. Um, my goal is to go kind of do a ride along with them here. Good for in you. A couple months just to really understand, you know, what are they actually doing? Yeah. Um, cause also I think you, you know, you win more bees with honey, not vinegar. So. <laughs> right, right. No doubt. No, <laughs> I, get, I think get those when they know who you are yeah. and that they know that you are there to help them rather than to be a hindrance for them. So I think that's important. Good for you. So let's talk about from when you started mm -hmm. in this safety thing as kind of a collateral duty when uh, you'd had no idea what he was even asking of you <laughs> right. to now where you're managing a large program. Yeah. So that's approximately 10, 12 years, somewhere in that range yeah. maybe. Yeah. How, how have you changed as a safety professional? How have you grown as a safety um, professional? You know, I think when I first got started, it was a lot of checking boxes. Are we doing this? Check. Are we doing this? Check. And, you know, just we have to do what we have to do. It's very black and white. Um, it, and that's really how it started. And it was like, okay, we need to do lockout, takeout training. Check. We did that. Done for the day. Mm -hmm. You know, to now where it's more like, you're, you know, okay, no, you're not just checking boxes. There's more to it than that. Mm -hmm. Um, and how do, you know, culture development, how do you, how do you do that? You know, mm -hmm. change a culture, get it more focused on safety. Um, you know, getting employees to understand why I think that's a real challenge too. And something that I'm doing now more so than I did before, before it was just do this. Cause I'm telling you to, right. We <laughs> have know? to, yeah. OSHA says we have yes, to, the government says we have to do this. So just do it. And I'm just telling you and that's what, right. But now, right. you know, really getting people to understand, you know, I don't, you, you know, you doing morning stretches does nothing for me. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't work more flexible at my desk or going mm -hmm. out on the floor, climbing ladders, more flexible. This is all for you. And, you know, just things like that, where mm -hmm. it's really getting the employee buy-in, getting the employee participation. But I also think that's also how safety's evolved too. Mm -hmm. Before it was just, here's the rules and here's how you it need was. to do it. Yeah. And if you, if we could only get our employees to stop screwing up, I know. <laughs> this would be great. You know, that kind of that yes. old mentality that yes. everything is perfect other than our employees. Yeah. But, you know, I think we find that we put them in situations where they they're intending to get the work done, but we don't give them really great choices. Right. You know, you choose between bad or worse and right. uh, they're, you know, they're expected to adapt on the fly because yeah. every day seems different. Yeah. So even and though it looks the same, every day is different. And you probably have the same thing from what you were doing to what you are doing. You know, you're kind of flip flopped roles now. And so it's like, it is, holy buckets. <laughs> it was hard. Um, it was hard to go from a compliance mindset where, yes. you know, do this, do that, do this, you know, that, that kind mm -hmm. of that OSHA control mindset to how can I help, you know, yep. how, what, what would be useful? How do, yep. you know, what is it that you're really yeah. challenged by or, you know, those yes. kind of things. And um, yeah, that was, and I've, I have worked with other mm -hmm. former OSHA people and I tell them, you know, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have to realize <laughs> yeah. that you are just there to help them and where can we be useful yes. rather than just go boss them around yeah. and tell them what to do and that just doesn't work yeah. that's a hard change yeah and I think you know learning building relationships helps too you know getting to know the people being out on the floor under you know not just coming out and saying hey I need you to do this but not understanding what they actually do mm -hmm. you know I think it, yeah 
it's hard. And people are like, well, you're telling me to do this, but you don't even know what I do. This has nothing to do with what I do. And mm-hmm. So, you know, just really understanding how, how people work and what they are doing. You know, I, it could be as simple as, Hey, I'm going to go hang out with you guys for a while. Let me do a few things, see what it's like. You know, I don't put together equipment. Mm -hmm. So I don't know everything that you do, but then you start picking up tools and it's like, wow, this is really heavy. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. these tools Mm -hmm. were that heavy or you had to get so awkward or, you know, just good for you. That's really important. I, I think that is oftentimes missed that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just kind of embedding yourself into the workforce rather than being that outsider that just comes out of the office periodically. For one thing, I think they're going to respect you more. Yep. And I think you will learn things that you otherwise would have had no opportunity to understand, you know, by actually doing the work. You know, our friend uh, John Panapinto, I remember when he first went to food processing, Mm -hmm. he went out on the line as was working on the line. And, you know, when you can't keep up and you're watching (laughs) meat going by at a thousand miles and whatever it was. And he was like, holy shit, this is insane. Yes. But. If you don't do those things, it's easy right. just to stand there and say, well, you can't do that. You know, right. I mean, you need to do it this way. And, yeah. you need to, and they're like, well, you do understand like five things have gone by. Right. You just missed a lot time. of product. Yes. Exactly. Good for you. So, and I even tried to do that when I was at Logier too, was just, mm-hmm. you know, let's understand. I want to understand what you're doing. I'm not going to be as efficient as you because obviously you do this every right. day and this is, I'm here for, you know, a half an hour, but, right. I, you know, it's, but that's something. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, it was like I was doing forklift classes and it's like, okay, I don't really drive forklifts a lot. I mean, I've been on one like once Mm -hmm. or twice, Mm -hmm. but I made the guys take me out. I'm like, I want you to train me like you're going to train a new person. Just Mm -hmm. understand I'm not going to get back on this thing ever again. But uh, that's what I did. And, you know, honestly, uh, those were probably the five group, five guys in that group were like, Every day they'd come say hi to me or, you know, they'd come, we'd chit chat, go back and forth for a while. Good for you. Um, And they would, they'd come to me, they'd be like, oh, I've had this problem, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you just do what you can. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you know, they need to see you out there. Yeah. They need to see you invested in what they're doing. That's really interesting. Maybe you should, um, have them when you have trainers or something, have Mm -hmm. them train office people periodically, bring some of the office people out there and just say, See if you can teach Deb to run this forklift. <laughs> right. And maybe she knows how. I I think Deb can do just yes. about anything. But I think that's an interesting thought because we are another client of mine. We are doing train the trainer. We are teaching our trainers to do the forklift mm-hmm. training. And we have them train each other so that, you know, they can simulate what the experience is going to be like. Mm-hmm. But the people they're training already know how to operate forklifts. So yeah. even if they make a mistake... There's like really going to be not much of a consequence mm-hmm. because the the trainee is a skilled operator at that point. But it's not the same. I could have yeah. them train me. <laughs> exactly. I don't know shit about operating a forklift. I've been telling people how to do it for 40 years, right. apparently, you know, but I really don't. I don't have right. the opportunity. I much. always say this is why I teach. It's not why I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was fine. When we were kind of out in the open and then they wanted me to go in all these drive through <laughs> racks. And if you've been in a drive through rack, you got about a couple inches on each side and you have to come in and turn and just go right in or you're like hitting the rack. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, my Lord, I cannot do this. Yeah. I said, I think I'm good. <laughs> was there anything at class that you had not? seen at Lozier that um, was um, interesting um, or unusual other than maybe this out in the field technician element um, but 
Yeah, was probably the field part of it. Would was be, that the part that yeah, was most that would be unfamiliar? probably the most new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have a large, um, like, um, proto shop is what we call it, but really it's more R and D where they're testing, mm-hmm. you know, changes and things like that before they put it out in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's definitely an interesting part too. It's just basically a giant proto shop. You know, they, these are, I mean, I walk in that building and I'm like, smells like my grandpa's garage, you uh-huh. know, it smells yeah. like grease and dust. <laughs> yeah. But it's and, every but day they're yeah. doing something different yeah. And they're, you know, okay, we're going to make these few changes and then we're going to go out in the field and test it and see how it does. Right. And they have to collect data and then see how those changes perform. So, you know, they're again, not doing the same thing every day mm-hmm. and every day is a non-routine yes, task exactly their jobs and right but task, they're but, but again these yeah. are they're probably very skilled mm-hmm. they're probably very adaptive and yep. they're certainly problem solvers i yes. think i think one of the problems that we have when we have too many rules and too many policies is that we kind of drive that problem solving initiative out of people right they just like you said they just follow the checklist and all right. of a sudden they come up with something that's unusual and they don't know what to do. Right. They just don't know how to think because they're like, oh, I'm not used to having to think. Yeah, I'm I think, used to being told what to do. Right. So. I don't, I think that's, I don't know that we necessarily want that. No. You know, I want them to be able to stop and say, okay, this is what I need to do. How do I do it the safest way I can? Mm-hmm. Um, and also think about other people. If there are other people there, how do I make sure they are doing, you know, I'm providing or protecting them as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, we've been fortunate enough. We haven't really had major injuries. A lot of ours is just more the ergonomics, mm-hmm. the soft tissue stuff. Um, but you know, how do we educate these guys so that we don't have that one day? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so, um, let's talk a little bit about like professional de- development. You said you have taken the ASP. Yes. <laughs> and how was that? How was that experience? Uh, so I'm kind of crazy. Sometimes I sign myself up for more than what I should. So I had at the time I was interviewing for class, working my regular job and trying to study for the ASP. And so I had taken a course through ASSP. And mm-hmm. honestly, it was a great course. It kind of, it takes you back and it's like, okay, you, you know, you have to think that everything is what the book would say, not how it works in real life. Sure. <laughs> that was the hardest part, I think, because, you know, I'd answer it like, okay, here's, <laughs> like real yeah. Life. <laughs> and then it's like, right. oh, no, 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 no. That's exactly. Um, so I uh, didn't probably study as much, but I'd already signed up for the, the, t- the test and I was like, you know, I'm just going to take it. I may not pass it and mm-hmm. that's fine. It's on yeah, me. You can experience yeah, it. Yeah. But at least I'll kind of know. And I got done and it said I passed and I about fell out of my chair and I said, what? Maybe I do know more than I know. But honestly, Good for it you. wasn't terribly hard. Um, you know, there, I'm not, some of them were more math based and I'm not an engineer by trade. Mm-hmm. So that just, you know, I mean, even now sometimes I have to go talk to my engineers. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what does this mean? I don't mm-hmm. understand this. For, oh no, absolutely. Um, but, and then they explained it to me and I said, okay, now explain it to me in normal people terms, not right. engineer terms. Right. Um, no, they're great. But, um, yeah, so they I did do, that. They're a little nerdy. They, speak, they do speak <laughs> they're their own language. world. I know yes. some <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did that and I passed, I was like, holy buckets. Good I don't know you. how I did that. Um, so then 
um, I'd actually, the professional development thing that I went to before I really got active in ASSP, their president was talking to me about it. And he was like, you know what, you'll do fine. I promise you, you'll do fine. Just do the CSP right after if that's Mm -hmm. what you want to do, because it's a lot of the same stuff, but it's a little Mm -hmm. bit different. Mm -hmm. And so I took a course, um, that one I did online and I was like, yep, this is a lot different. This is more, you know, here's the rules you have to follow. Now, how do you apply it? It's mm-hmm. more the application process okay. of it. So, Interesting. Um, yeah, so. Very good. And so are you scheduled now to take the CSP or are you? No, I need to. It's on my list. It's on okay. my list. <laughs> and it, as I recall, I, I did that a long, long time yeah. ago. And there was a, you, you could not take the CSP within a certain time frame. So there had to be a gap. Uh, yeah, and, recall, and then obviously like the CSP, you have to have a little more, um, like industry experience, career experience, yeah, yeah. you have to be in the field a little longer. Uh, okay. So but you've, kind you've of met AS- all of those yeah, things. Yeah. And kind of the ASP is more just that I'm getting into this. Right. The CSP is okay. Now I'm an established safety professional and okay. I get this. So okay. you just have to have some schooling too. Okay. Okay, but you've got all those things. Yeah. So you've got all those things done. So you are. There's no excuse. Yes, I know. I'm my own worst enemy sometimes. Oh, it's (laughs) daunting, truthfully. Uh, Well, and the hard part is when you fill out the application, they ask you have to have like four years. I think it's four years of industry experience. Well, I've only been at class eight months. So now I have to answer the same questions for my last job. I'm like, can I just copy and paste? Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, you have to rewrite it. And then I'm like, oh. I see. Okay. So they're asking you about your job duties and yeah. all of those responsibilities yeah. and things. Yeah. In your and give employment. me an example of how you've applied this or how you did oh. this. So, yeah. That sounds not, different. It, it probably is. Then, I don't know. Did they ask you those questions? Um, I, I took it in 2004 <laughs> and I don't remember answering those questions, but I had been with OSHA for quite a while yeah. at that point and had some yeah. other experience. But yeah. I do remember the test being... Um, challenging i yeah i think it used to be a lot more like the science-based stuff so the math and the engineering side and now they're not moving i mean it's only 11 percent of the total questions which when you think about it of 200 questions 11 percent isn't that much mm-hmm. so my mentality was i'm not gonna worry about those i'm mm-hmm. gonna worry about the other 90 percent and so did you say you took the review class you yep. took a, did yep. you take both re- ASP and CSP review classes yeah. so far? Yeah. You did so one done, online? Yep. I did one in person and one online. What would you um, recommend? Were they- I personally like the in-person one. It just, I have a hard time staying focused when I do online stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, oh, I'm going to run and go change a load of laundry. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I'm going to run and do this. Or, oh, my phone's going off. So I'm checking emails mm-hmm. or texting or, you know, whatever. And then it's, you get back and you're like, okay, where are we at? What are we on? Right. Um. So for me personally, it just worked better, although I did all my college online, so mm-hmm. I don't know why. So you were familiar yeah. with it and comfortable with it. Yeah, so I'm it. like, I don't know why this is harder than that, but yeah. I just felt like it, you know, it forced me to turn all of that off and really right. just focus And on you me. did that through the ASSP. Yep. As I, yep. I recall that I did as well. The review yep. class that I took was ASSP. Yep, yep. And it was good. Yeah. And, and I, I think I think I had like Richard the first time and I can't remember the other guy, but it was like the same two guys that owned the okay. company that yeah. did a lot of that training for him. Yeah. Oh, that's and probably they had interesting from. stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had good stories too. So my God, this is 2023, 2022. <laughs> they're still doing that? I took that in t- 2003, maybe that review class, yeah. something like that. And they're still doing it. Yeah. Well, like, as you said, they, they know everything. They've seen every question. Yeah. I think they used to take the class. They would take the test periodically just to see yeah. what the questions look like so they could help with that. Yeah, and, and they'll do a lot of, like, sample questions, too. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is, 
you know, this is going, you're going to have a question similar to this. It may not be this exact verbiage, but it'll be similar. It's mm -hmm. the concept, um, you know, the skills, yeah. the, the information. Yeah. So. Good, good. Yeah. You better get signed up for the test. <laughs> Nothing is more motivating than seeing that calendar start to say, Oh, oh shit, I'm I taking know. this test in two weeks. I know. I know. That is highly motivating. Well, good for you. That's oh, cool. Thank you. And so, um, do you have other, your, this, are you called the safety manager? Yep. As I, you do some environmental stuff, though, as well, don't you? Or do you have some um, environmental responsibilities? Yeah. Um, they don't have a ton at uh, Kloss. Uh, we definitely had a lot more at Logier with the high-volume paint line. Yeah, no doubt. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you're not really like a small quantity generator of hazardous <laughs> waste or anything. All right, I mean, no, and I think maybe prob that would probably be the one area where we could improve on is just, you know, getting better at mm -hmm. the environmental stuff, getting a so. handle on that. Well, I've got the person for you. <coughs> I'll, I'll send you a, a contact. My okay. old, my old boss at Terracon okay. is an environmental wizard. So oh, she would be really useful to uh, consult with periodically. You know, and it's a whole nother world. It's oh, like, it's, Oh, you have this. Okay. Well now here's this. Whole oh, totally. book. And then we have the DOT, which is, Oh my God. Yes. Mind blowing. It is. I, the people that are assigned that have all of those responsibilities, I think, Oh my God, that, that is insurmountable. I don't know how people can do environmental and the safety and health and the DOT and maybe the, you know, yeah. Like you had said before, the uh, Food and Drug Administration, or I was going to say FRA, but that's the Federal Railroad Administration. <laughs> I get Not a, Doris. <laughs> acronym crazy. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> but there are so many regulations. It is really. Yeah, um, it's a lot. And, it is a lot. You know, I, you know, my last place, we did a lot more. All of our driving and stuff like that was contracted out where. Now we have guys who, you know, have CDLs. I'm like, what the heck is a CDL? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know what it is. So now you have yeah. fleet, you have fleet yes. responsibilities as well. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you get your sales guys out in the field. And, oh, yeah. Okay. How do we, you know, they're driving all the time. That's their job is to drive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do we make sure that they're safe and what, you know, what tools mm -hmm. do we give them, you know, distracted driving, you know, defenseless driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you have help? <laughs> yes, Is it just yes. you? I mean, Deb does help. Um, and Does Joanne still help with a yep, little bit of stuff? Yeah. If I have stuff, I'm like, Hey, you know, or it's just, how have we done this in the past mm -hmm. or kind of get me information on what you've done there. And so, yeah, just kind of really looking to expand the training for the guys. Too. Nice. That's, that's yeah. really challenging. You are going to be, you're going to learn a lot yes. in this gig. Yes. Because that has a nice broad, um, what am I trying to say? Swath of responsibilities. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but <laughs> swath seems very good. Uh, there's a lot. It's well, you know, it's I'd rather be busy than bored. That's absolutely. Been my nature. I'm like nothing's worse than you sit at your desk. Okay, what am I? What do I do now? Yeah, Fill out another checklist. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Well. What's uh, before we wrap? What's ASSP got coming up? Do you have any events uh, or anything yep. that so we, we got coming up on the calendar? Yep, we have an event in July. Um, it'll be July twenty first, actually, um, and we have a group coming in from Protect Protective Industrial Products, um, and they're going to talk about Class Two hard hats okay. um, and why it might be a good idea to change for workers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't use a lot of hard hats in our business. So I, I'm definitely interested in kind of hearing, you know, what is this? What's this change? Mm -hmm. Is it a change? Um, so I, but 
In your plant, hard hats have always been something that we have gone back and forth. Yes, on. and somebody even because asked we on do that have tour. Some <laughs> suspended loads. We yeah. have things that conceivably could yeah. be a problem. Yeah. So the hard hat question is always an interesting yes. one. Yes, and that's one of those you noticed it. I noticed it when I came in, and I'm like, you know, we'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. I'll ask the question, but. There's some other stuff that yeah, we're going to do. For it's not the highest priority at this point. You certainly uh, don't have a rash of head injuries. No, from- and honestly, you know, a lot of times we use those more because they're awkward and at the height that we need to get access, it's mm-hmm. saving, employees can't lift that high. So, right. you know, it's more of that stuff. There is some heavy stuff that, you know, we mm-hmm. use those for, but yes. It's interesting. <laughs> um, do you find now, so you've been doing this for, do you find that you see hazards everywhere in your life now. Yes. When you just yes. live your life, you're, yes. you're constantly. Yes. You look and you're like, oh no, I hope they know that they can't do that or they shouldn't do that. Or even like, you know, you're at Home Depot or something and they mm-hmm. have a ladder and it's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> we can't leave those there. I think we um, have a lot of safety disciples. We're mm-hmm. ma- you know, we are making headway yes. more and more people. Yes. But yes. It, I, I can't go anywhere. My wife and I just went for a walk last night it was a very nice mm-hmm. evening we went out for a walk there's some homes being built in the neighborhood oh, man. Yep, and we up. walked onto the construction <laughs> site and i'm telling her okay <sighs> you know that rebar needs to be capped and those walls are too high they can't yep. you know they need fall protection and on and on and she just looks at me like this is why I walk by myself. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> I'm never asking you to go for a walk again. You just take all of the uh, pleasure out of it. Yeah. But it's everywhere. It is. It's just, it is. You can't it, turn it off. No, you can't. And, you know, you're always like, oh, I want to go say something. I'm like, but it's not really my place. So I'm like, okay. Hmm. I don't say things very often anymore, particularly if they're, they seem to be somewhat low hazard situations, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. minor hazard situations. I, Man, I think there in those rare cases where you see something that is really consequential, it's it's such a yeah such a challenge. It's this this inner conflict: do I say something or not? It really can be difficult. Do you got? I don't mean to go back into the we're running out of time, but no, you're fine. At culturally, at class, are I mean, it's a it's a it's a family. You, yep. A lot of your people are long term. They've been there for a while. Yep, and you know, even like the other day, I'm walking down the aisle and I look at this kid and I'm like. Okay, you does your dad work here? Because you look just like your dad. So I run in the supervisor's office. I'm like, hey, does so and so have a kid, a son that works here? Yeah, he just started. I'm like, that would be why I saw him. So yeah, so multi generations. Yes, yes, it's interesting. But the culture, are you are you comfortable with the direction the culture yeah, is going? You're yeah. seeing some change. Oh, I'm yeah. sure your involvement has helped immensely. Yeah, and I think um, you know the safety manager role is definitely new for them. You know, for a long time they were smaller and you mm-hmm. know they just like I said, you know, they were assembly and the amount that they were assembling has increased greater. So basically, you know, the stuff that they were getting overseas would come over somewhat assembled and they just kind of add on the last few mm-hmm. items and out it go. And to now where we're more like a full assembly and it's like, okay, you know, there's a lot of stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, then the service side of the business, mm-hmm. that's a and whole looking other, at adding yeah, some fabrication, which will another yep, layer of, yep. So, um, I think that they, they were definitely ready for it. Um, you know, I've worked, like I said, I've worked in a lot of jobs where you had to wear multiple hats. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there's only so much time in a day. You can't work 24-7. And so 
um, you know, you did the best you could with the time you had. And so mm -hmm. I think they were ready. And it, honestly, it's been a great experience. I have nothing bad to say. I've never run into anybody who's like, no, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, you know, and we really hit the ground running when I got there. You know, we implemented a stretching program for the production folks. Mm -hmm. um, that was one thing that they wanted. Um, and we've just kind of been going Good there. for you. So we started up a safety committee for those guys and oh, we've been going strong. And yeah, so I'm just like, as long as we keep moving in the right direction mm -hmm. um, and, you know, management's been very supportive. I think that that's important in any safety program that you have. I mm -hmm. mean, if they don't buy in and they don't support it, then you're not going to get very far. So mm -hmm. um, and being active in it, too. Yeah, helps. that's awesome. Yeah. They need to understand why as well. Right. I mean, the employees want to know why. The managers right. need to know why. Why are so. you asking me for money? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I think if you're able to explain that and articulate yep. that to them, yep. you can get their buy-in. Yep. Everything is goes back to those communication skills. You Absolutely. Gotta be able to communicate with the worker all the way up to right management level and, no doubt so that's great well yeah. brenda thank you very yes, much this is you. our hour is up oh my gosh it i told goes, him i said i don't know what i'm going to talk about for an hour <laughs> it, it goes very quickly and it's always really interesting and and um i think this is fantastic first of all thank you to assp for yes. sponsoring this episode uh this is our fourth of five so we've got one more and they've all been fantastic um i hope people will take a look at the great plains chapter or yes, whatever their local do. chapter is yeah and consider, um, you know, joining that association. And I'm going to go back and try the website again, Doris, I promise. <laughs> I'll give it one more shot. Maybe you can just send someone to my house with a paper application and uh, we can do that. But thank you very much. Thank you. It's been very interesting. Thank you guys for listening. Um, keep up the good work. This is righteous work. And uh, the more disciples we have, the better in the safety side of things. So keep doing what you're doing and we will be back next week with another episode um have a nice weekend talk to you later a huda media production